0: Two pastors and Tom walk into a bar, but this is no joke. It's the start of a conversation between three friends about culture, God, beer, and more. So pull up a chair, order a pint, and let's get started. Welcome to Plain Class Preachers, I'm Tom. I'm sorry, I'm losing my voice tonight, which is interesting because tonight we are talking about different cultures and how we interact with those different cultures and making sure that all cultures have a voice. How do we recognize our own biases? Do we have biases? Do our biases, yes, we have them, affect how we make decisions in the workplace and in everyday life and how we treat each other? Absolutely. So let's get into this. Join Gabe, Josh, and I as we get into what will surely be a very uncomfortable conversation for every other white male listening to our show.
1: Which is pretty uh, much everyone. Pretty, yeah, pretty much everyone, except for Janet. Except for Janet. No, and who? What's her friend's name? Who started listening? Pat. Pam. 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 Yeah, Pam. Pam. We love you. So, Thank you for listening, Pam. Yep. Hey, and incidentally, you can completely ignore this entire episode.
2: Yep, but Pam uh, and other friends, uh, we, we thank you, Pam, for free reaching out to us on our Facebook page. Anyone else is welcome to do that. Check us out. Give us a like. Follow us on Twitter, at Pine Class Preachers. Follow us on Instagram, at Pine Class Preachers. Uh, we also encourage you to check out our friends and partners, The Gospel Economist. Uh, our podcast is hosted on their site, medium.com slash the-gospel-economist. Uh, there are wonderful folks, wonderful articles being put out there, and we encourage you to check it out. It's really great.
0: You know what? I, I'm going to start by asking what we are drinking, but first, we need to acknowledge this is a very special night for Pine Class Preachers because for the first time ever, uh, two out of three of us are in the same room. It's true. Yep. Gabe and I are hanging out together tonight. Um, Josh didn't want to fly up and hang out with us. That's his fault. Uh So uh, what are we drinking, Gabe? salute we are drinking moscow mules my friend that's right out of brand new copper cups which my wife just bought me and made with your
1: very own hands and i thank you for them you're welcome wait the copper cups or the moscow mule
0: yes no we've yes we fashioned the copper cups, cups in <laughs> <so> the <laughs> forge in our basement
1: <laughs> that would be, be so legit um you know copper cups are great for moscow mules and keeping so many drinks cold but you know what they don't make a great clinking noise like it was more of like a clinking thud when you guys what did it. What did it it sound like? Wait, oh, yeah, one it more was... time, one more time. Oh, yeah, there we go. Not okay. Of... Maybe... Was that better? It was better. It, there was a little bit of a clink, but it's more of like a weird thud. It's a thud. It's a thud. Speaking, speaking of weird thuds, if you drink too much of what I'm drinking tonight, you will hit the ground with a giant thud. And that is because I'm imbibing on a 1991 Side Whiskey single malt from the Glen Roths. uh Quite infamous distillery in Scotland. And uh, it's been... <laughs> Scotland, in my, You like that? You like that pause? I like, the the like that pause. Uh, anyway, it is so smooth that it just goes down way too easily. So I'm going to be careful. Noise, or a loud noise, then it's me, a large person hitting the ground in a thud, like your <laughs> copper mugs. Someone save me. This is going downhill quickly.
0: All right, let's move into what we're... Uh... What we're talking about tonight. Wait, can I give a story that's going to introduce this?
2: Yeah, absolutely. You didn't see this coming, but here it is. But there we're we in person are. now, so we can do it. Uh, Tom and I, <laughs> as uh, you, our good listeners, know, are from the Midwest, uh, the the heartland of America. Hey, you uh, know the what the breadbasket?
1: Young and restless. Hey, yes, man. I'm not there, but it's like I'm there because we were so on point, on the same page.
2: He does a little Kanye for everybody.
0: Anyways, Tom,
1: Tom didn't even know he's giggling because he's like, Whoa, we're talking about black hip-hop artists.
0: <laughs> I, I didn't even know he was a black hip-hop artist. I, I had no idea. <laughs>
1: Hashtag cultural
0: awareness. I, I, I just thought he was somebody who uh, bothered Taylor Swift. That's
2: all I know. Well, he did do that. Yeah, and, and that's what bothered you. <laughs>
0: that's
2: right. right, Tom. That
0: nice young woman. She's out there just trying to make a speech. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but oh my gosh! Anyway, continue, bread Well, basket, we are talking you know. about
2: cultural awareness a little bit tonight, and we ran into a beefcake as we were uh, prepping for the show, in which Tom and I are enjoying a wonderful Midwestern treat, and Josh was throwing
1: shade at us. It's disgusting. Uh, throwing shade, Every, Tom means everything like, to
0: about it. Us, oh,
1: thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah. Everything about it is unappetizing. So here's the. Listen,
2: listeners, you feel free to speak to this.
0: Actually, let's put this on. We want you. We want you to respond through Facebook or Twitter. Yeah.
1: Can we put Do a poll you... on Facebook or Twitter about this?
0: Yes. Yes, we can. Is this good or not? Yeah.
2: And here's the here's what it is. This is the dip. Uh, pickles, dill.
0: dill uh, well, you just regular pickles chopped up which are always dill though sure but, yeah okay well, so I mean, cho-
1: if you're in the south it's mostly bread and butter so yeah, that's what i'm saying they get weird in the south dude. yeah you understand and that's okay, why so you did Like cook kosher dill or petite dill what are we talking here? these
2: are these are petite dill pickles yes. but okay they're chopped up like diced up real small and then cream cheese and then diced up ham and then you mix it all up together and you eat it with tostitos
1: yeah see that that didn't make it any better how is that not awesome? How is that not awesome? Oh, I don't know. Who puts like chopped up cold ham into cream cheese and stirs around with pickles and thinks that that's going to be a good combination?
2: That's just ignorance, Josh. Yeah. It's ignorance. Oh, I'm sorry. Really? what was it like being raised by Al-Qaeda?
1: Oh, listen, for the rest <laughs> Actually, of us hey, in America, listen. we love it. Listen, funny story. Mm-hmm. Uh, growing up with a lot of Afghan friends shortly after 9-11, oh, uh, we used to joke and sorry they used joke. to... Refer to me as Joshua bin Laudin. Oh, so, to bring this full circle, while we used to listen to Kanye's Jesus Walks blaring through my rice rocketed out Mitsubishi eclipse, that's so what's up. to tie all of these different cultures together in the person of Josh Woodrow, that's basically it. A Muslim terrorist by the name of, okay. An Asian-inspired yep. lowered vehicle from the Bay Area, Rice Rocket. Okay. Yeah, K- Kanye. African American. Okay, and and obviously I'm white. So, what? I know. Shocking. Shocking. Wow. Can we yep. get... I maybe, I sh- maybe I should. Maybe I should have flown up. Maybe I should have flown up so you guys finally could have discovered the real truth about who I am. I didn't. And know. What I look like. I, I know. know. I know. So anyway, okay. Enough of, disgust, enough of that disgusting. Enough of that disgusting dip story. Pick pick. An entire bowl full of like chewed up tobacco dip, then eat that pickle dip.
2: As one who's done both, Josh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the pickle dip is
0: decidedly I mean, better. It is. It is. Fair enough. Tom, okay. What are we doing tonight, man? What's our topic? We're just gonna talk about pickle dip the yeah. entire night. It's gonna be great. Uh <clears throat> so uh, about a month ago at second harvest the leadership group uh decided we 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 came together and we did an idi test which is the intercultural development inventory and what it does is it measures what you or how you think you are in terms of cultural awareness uh and understanding other cultures but it also measures where you really are so our entire team, and for most people, uh, if you look at it from a scale of one to ten, most people feel like they're a seven, but they're really like a four or a five. And the scale goes from completely culturally unaware; it goes from uh, moving then to like defensiveness. No, 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 my culture's right, and you know, really struggling with with other people's way of looking at life and worldviews and things like that moving into acceptance, and then fully integrating uh, other cultures and things like that. And so the leadership took this because as an organization that is, is trying to be more diverse culturally, uh, as an organization that serves a very diverse culture, uh, it was very important for us to say as a leadership group, for the people that we're managing, for the people that we're working with on a daily basis, uh, how do we work? How do we work with people and do we have any cultural biases that are getting in the way of, of Moving our organization forward for being the best that we can be so basically, and so
1: how racist are you?
0: Yes Exactly like that's really what it comes down to but one of the, just some qualifiers as, as we started talking about This is when we started talking about culture. I think what a lot of Americans think right away is America is a culture and Europe's a culture and Africa's a culture, you know, and, and it's it's black and white and brown and, and, and things like that. But really what culture is, is you know, I grew up in a small rural town in North Dakota as a white male. That is my culture. My wife, who uh or another another white girl who grew up in the same thing has a slightly different culture because she's female. Uh my wife grew up in in Minneapolis, and so her culture is slightly different because she grew up in a suburban culture. Uh, and then, you know, for every everything else that you can add in, what, what college you went to, uh, what part of the country you grew up in, you know, Josh, you grew up in California. I grew up in Minnesota. We have different cultures, even though we're both white, we're both male. Uh, despite what you've been listening to, we are fairly similar in age. Uh, You know, we have that, but then you get into race, you get into other countries and all this type of things. Uh, And so there are hundreds and thousands of different types of culture. And so that was one of the things that, that they wanted to make sure we knew going into this test. And then secondly, as we take the test, we think about what is the culture that we interact with the most. And so for me, I went into it thinking, well, Again, I was thinking other, other, other cultures. So I was thinking about Peru and Colombia, places that I spent a lot of time in that is very different. but honestly, what's the culture that I interact with the most? White people in yep. suburban Minneapolis? That's my culture. yeah.
2: so actually, that reminded me of something. Do you ever see those memes where like it'll be something really weird that a white person is doing, and it'll be like, you think white people have no culture? Hmm. Try again, sweetie. And it's like like it's like a white person doing something super just goofy. Like, and it made me think of you, Josh, because have you ever seen that woman at the Golden State
1: Warriors game? Like she's oh, like that's my one of my favorite memes of all time.
2: Yeah, yeah. So to our listeners who maybe haven't seen it, it's a woman who's maybe, I don't know, like 50. Uh, and and she is just dancing like tearing it up um and it's and it's not really a meme like she's just dancing in street and, and it's just the funniest it's the funniest thing in the entire world it's like funniest video
1: so like do you know her josh we grew up together best friends actually well, her, so. her and my mom used to grab you know starbucks all the time
2: that was my theory like she looked like like was she your friend's mom
1: oh yeah we used to like ride in the back of her suburban to basketball games in junior high you know get carsick it was awesome
2: that's totally what i thought but, but- pretty much at any rate, um, but it does get into this whole idea of, of of culture, where like, sorry, Tom pulled up the video now, and we're together, so now I'm watching him.
0: Just the ferocity of her pumping her fist is just amazing.
1: Tom. Right now, put that link onto our Facebook page, so that when yep. when our listeners listen to this, they can have the same experience you and Gabe are currently having. That's true. You should do that. Um, and while they're listening to the rest of this diatribe on cultural awareness, they can just literally watch this lady bust a move on loop. She's so good.
2: I'll do what I can. She's so good. Um, anyways, so cultural awareness. Okay.
0: So, Tom, do you want to go through this test with us? Yeah, I think – well, before Wait, we, we get there – We're
1: taking a test? Yeah, oh, man.
0: we're taking a test, and we're going we're gonna to see how this. how culturally aware, how culturally diverse we are. Uh, but before
1: we get th- I didn't know we we're actually taking a test.
0: Yeah we are because you know when we're talking about where we are as a country today, uh, we seem to be very, very two-sided as far as uh, different cultures and we're talking about American culture versus pretty much anybody else yeah um, and specifically Muslim culture. we have we have a very divided country around around the the Muslim ban as some would say it or, The what? what, What's the official name? I don't call it that. I I mean, I call it the refugee ban or immigration
1: immigration immigration ban. ban, Yeah, something like that.
0: Yep. Yep. But what it amounts to is banning refugees and people from a certain number of countries that are mostly Muslim. And I think I think no, no, go for it. Well, I'm just gonna say I maybe I've been in Texas too long, but like I
2: seriously. There's a lot of countries that are predominantly Muslim. They're not all banned. The largest Muslim countries, like Indonesia, are not banned. So to me, it's just a matter, like, it's just propaganda to call it a Muslim ban. Like, that's stupid to me.
1: Well, yeah, kind of. But let's flip this thing on its head. And if all of a sudden we started barring refugees from European allies of ours, like the same type of yeah, misnomers would be applied. That's what you know what I mean. Well, so we it's wouldn't like,
2: call it a Christian ban.
1: Yeah, but it, we, okay. So we wouldn't like call the, it a
2: secularist ban. Like that's like it, it, that's weird to me.
1: But it, I mean, it sh- shouldn't be that weird though, because like these countries, although yes, they are majority population Muslim and not the largest ones in the world, like that's how they identify. Just like a lot of people still try and identify the U.S. as a Christian nation. So if all of a sudden Germany stopped letting American tourists mm-hmm. in. Go off the deep end and call it a Christian ban—a ban against Christians. Yeah, we're they a Christian could. nation.
2: And what that would be—would you not be upset about that? That—that's actually what I think about. In this wait, would I be like, upset
1: like, like that? Germany if they is nothing?
2: it. No, I know. I'm sure you wouldn't care about that. But that they call it a Christian ban because it's not a Christian ban; it's an American ban.
1: Yeah, but see, I mean, I'm not even like—I'm not even getting a huge tizzy about it. Whether it's a Muslim ban or whatever. Well, here's I'm, why I'm, I'm not a tizzy about. about, about it. Here's itself. why I'm at a tizzy
2: about it. It's an its alarmist. W- without the necessity for alarm, are there other aspects of the executive order that I think we should be alarmed about? Yes, to call it a Muslim man what that does is it says, "Hey, we're going to get like it, it's just pure propaganda. It's just saying, like, hey, you know incredible. what? We're going to get you really worked up about a particular people group when that's actually not the issue." But haven't we that people been, who are in desperate need of help aren't allowed in our country? Dude, that to been, me is what we should be raising the alarm about.
1: Which is what we've been doing ever since nine eleven. Every single time, whether it's with refugees or immigration or, like, food for crying out loud. You know what I mean? Like, anything involving a Muslim country gets the label, this is a Muslim issue or a an Islamic threat of some sort. Ever since I, 9-11. And to me, that's speaking, weird. But speaking of cultural awareness, okay. Okay. Um, that is what real... People are actually experiencing in terms of other cultures that are not white. What I'm you know saying is, mean? like,
2: but that's right. That's right. It's because they're not white. It's not because they're Muslim. There's white Muslims.
1: But see, the, I, I don't know if that's necessarily true. Because, like, my friend, to, to take this all the way back to the story of my friends calling me Joshua Bin Laden, like, they were like Farsi, you know, Afghani. Uh, yeah. They were from India. And, like, yeah. some of the dudes weren't even Muslim. They were Sikh. Like, the dude yeah. had a Wahi Guru, had a freaking turban on his head. You know what I mean? But, they immediately were lumped into the categorization based on their religion, not their uh, nation of
2: And what I'm saying you know, is that's origin. BS. That's wrong. We should do it based on their nation, not on their religion. Especially, oh, yeah, okay. we're to cool. your point,
1: hey, hey, your hey, friend hey. who's a Sikh, hey, hey, you shouldn't cool. be lumped into that. Hey, man. Hey, peace, love, and happiness. We're cool now. Shut up. Shut up. You know
2: what? Let's take a We, this we get on so, this show, and take I don't sound
1: – Let's, let's – listen. I need a break. i sound like Please. Rush Limbaugh on here right now. I need a break. <laughs> I, I sound like myself. Well. No, I, I, I like do. Well. Oh, I yeah. do. No, oh, you either. totally you sound like Rachel Maddow. You, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. We. He's got the glasses and everything. Yep. I need to take a breather. So let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll take Tom's test and see how racist we really are. Be back in a sec.
2: Perfect.
0: we are back uh welcome back we are going to get into our 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 test of cultural awareness to kind of see how racist we are uh maybe not just how racist we are but uh are 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 we culturally aware are we able to to understand the the nuances of different cultures and not just those from different countries but those different gender uh come from different places, different worldviews. And so I've got some questions. We're going to kind of go through them. First off though, if you were to rate yourself on cultural awareness, let's just go from one to ten. One being Donald Trump <laughs> uh, and and ten being you are in commune with every single person of every single race, tribe, and religion and culture, where would you, where would you say you are? Well, because I think you mentioned early on
2: in the show that we tend to skew ourselves positive, I'm going to try and be realistic. I'm going to say five. Okay. Five of ten. And what I want to be better at that. I'm just saying, if I'm honest, I I have a very small cultural context that I'm familiar with. So I'm going to say five.
1: I would like to like a nine, but typically when I take tests like this, I realize that it's just buffoonery. So um, (laughs) I'm going to also shoot low and hope that I score better. And I'm going to say a six. All
0: right.
1: I'm I'm one upping you.
2: Uh, And I think you should actually, I think you've had a lot more culturally diverse experiences than I have. So
0: that's where we have to be really careful here. Uh, When we're, when we're thinking about this again, it's not about how many cultures you've come into contact with. It's, it can be as simple as, you know, in the context of what we were doing at Second Harvest, I am the manager of several different teams. It can be as simple as, do I take into consideration the fact that men and women think differently about the same thing, that they we come from different perspectives? Can I understand that me as a white male, may think differently from another white male because i came from a rural background and he came from a a city background sure th- th- those are two different cultures and so don't shortchange yourself in thinking oh wow i haven't been in 17 different countries i haven't i don't like josh i don't have a church that is predominantly african-american or or, or something right, like that right. uh we might i i could even make the case that josh you are not you're only in contact with one culture, you know.
1: Oh, uh, totally. Oh, yeah, for it, sure. Which is why, which is why I kind of rated myself low. And honestly, going off of your track record with anyone of the female gender who's involved in feminism, like from say one of our first few episodes, um, <laughs> had to not give myself too much credit. End I, up like you, Tom. Yep. Sarah, I, know. I, I hope you you know. you're still listening. We miss you. We
0: do. You know what? If you come on, if you come on my show and interrupt me and make fun, and <laughs> shut me down in the first two seconds, I yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna think well of you. So, uh, all right, let's get to. But before you
2: do yourself yet another tool if I dig dog. him into a hole,
1: you mean dig me into a hole? No, because not- you guys are in the same room. So he's like literally. There's gonna be a sinkhole in your kid's nursery. <laughs> We're just, just both just of you are going right, right now. God,
0: that's right. No, no, no. For for those Gabe, of you who, who are Gabe. listening, who might care, um, Gabe has nothing to do with this. He might be sitting right next to me, but it's not like by proximity he is guilty as well. I'm just saying.
1: Yeah, the only I'm sorry, I'm sorry. the only thing by proximity is you can smell each other's hot pickle dip breath, and that's just. <laughs> 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 All
0: right, let's go. Let's All go. Here we go. All right, first question. No, there was 50 questions here, and I took some of the, the most interesting ones, in my opinion. Uh, question number one. I have seen many situations where cultural differences in the way people express their emotions led to misunderstanding. I have true. seen many is this situations. Is it true or false? What is no, this? no let, let's go on a scale. Let, uh, the, the, the scale that we had was strongly disagree, disagree, neutral, agree, strongly agree. I, to I, would say say, early. I
2: have not seen that.
0: Okay. You're a racist.
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wait, no. The the statement is: I have exactly seen, cool. I have seen many situations, many situations where cultural differences in the way people
0: express their emotions has led to misunderstanding. Sure. That's it. You've never gotten into a fight with your wife because you didn't realize she was
1: pissed about something. Oh,
2: so I need to broaden my understanding of culture. Yes, yeah, this is not and... just
1: simply a matter of ethnicity or race. It is gender, yeah. it is Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It is
0: oh, you then, you and I Gabe have a different even though we are both white, we are both same age, again, similar. Oh, easy old man. <laughs> we we have similar likes and dislikes and things like that. You grew up in Michigan, I grew up in North Dakota. You were in a larger city, I was in a smaller in small town. So we have we come yeah, from a different yeah, yeah. culture. yeah i mean you're a pastor in
1: texas tom is in you know the twin cities like okay and and yes then yes
2: i
0: have seen many situations with cultural differences all the rest of it
1: josh i already said strongly agree
0: okay cool uh do we have an example I, i i'd love to
1: hear that that's good um wow man is this like to catch us in a lie no, this is great radio read the question again
0: oh geez i've seen many situations where cultural differences and the way people express their emotions led to misunderstanding i'll lead off because i actually have an example perfect so when i first came to camp luther we were in the midst uh r- right in the midst of changing around the server this folder structure of how you found stuff on the server okay there's a folder called programs and a folder called admin. And then when you open those up, there's a whole list of things. And so uh, w- my coworker who was male had created the whole system. He, I had taken a look at I thought it looked great. We threw it out there to the rest of the staff and our program director who was female said, this doesn't make any sense at all. And he said, well, what are you talking about? It's clearly laid out. If you wanna go to programs, you go to programs and then you go to this, 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 and this. She's like, no, it should be this folder first and then that folder first and we're like what are you smoking this is you are absolutely yeah. nuts and really quickly we we realized okay your brain looks very differently and then we found out that the entire female staff felt one way and the entire male staff felt another way and so we had to f-
1: come together we had to you have know, a mud wrestling match to work it out
0: yes the God. the the, the first person or, or the person who put it together, if he had taken the time to say, okay, I need to, I need to talk with everybody in the staff about this before I start just going hog wild on this, it would have gone a lot better.
2: Interesting. Okay. Okay. A lot, cool. of, a lot of gender assumption there, Tom.
0: Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> just a making a joke. Thing. There <laughs> was no gender. No. Sorry, Sarah. All right. Moving on. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. All right, people are the same. We have the same needs, interests, and goals in life. Hundred percent. Is that
1: like a is that like a trick question? Because I feel like all of these would are trick strongly. Questions. I feel like everyone would have to say strongly disagree.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, in one sense, needs. I kind of get that. Like we have uh the, the hierarchy of needs. Who's that? That's uh Mavlov. No Mavlov's? no yeah. Mavlov.
1: Maslov, Maslov. Maslov. Maslov's
2: hierarchy of needs. Yeah. And uh <laughs> I've actually well, we taught are, that at the collegiate level. It's really bad smart. that I didn't know that. it starts with air. Ah yes. Moves uh, to to security, food, you know, meaning shelter. Okay, so Maslov's, you know, I think in one sense, that's pretty accurate, right? Like there's certainly bodily Maslow, needs we like, have. Whatever. Whatever. So I don't care. Okay. <laughs> Interests, of course not. Goals in life, certainly not. Uh, so I mean,
0: no no, not even close. So this is a question that came that came up. Uh just as far as goals, let's take really broad goals, improving one's station in life. Do we all have that same goal? I don't.
1: Is it is it the goal really? Or is it the be- is it the goal or is it the belief that it can actually be accomplished? Because I, no, I would what, say that there are some who, who who literally don't see it as a goal because it's not in any view of their reality. Yeah. Or am I reading too much into these questions?
2: Well, well that's the problem. And, and I, I would like, say, though, Tom, to your point, like, station in life. What do you mean by that? Like, I, well, I 100% do not have a goal of, like, Living in a bigger house. I just don't
0: and I, I could care less. No, but I know you want to get a master's degree Another master's degree, right? Yeah, but I would say this that's so so my end though like, like
2: so
1: philosophers talk about this in like telos. Oh Existential like, crisis in three two two
0: one <laughs>
1: <laughs> You guys
2: can predict him now, Uh but no but like what what I'd say is this like like philosophers called it a telos. your goal is a Greek for goal and, and so my telos at the end of the day, like my goal in life, and I'm not trying to sound overly spiritual right away here, but my end in life is to be as faithful to Jesus as I possibly can be. And if that means like I end up homeless in a ditch, fine, then I accomplish my goal. And if that means but, that I
0: live in a $3 million mansion with 10 degrees, but you're, you're thinking of it in totally materialistic fashion. No, no, no! You want You want to get that master so that you can be a better preacher. I want it. Y- yes. Yes, but that improves your station in life.
2: But it, it but improves, but see, uh, but what, do we ma- but what ma- I'm ma- saying is, what do we mean by station in life? Because I would say, like, like my character, like that's what I want shaped more than anything. Right. So you, you even want
0: your character
2: improved? Yes. So that is improving. So that I can be a a better preacher so that, and and again, so that I can reach more people, so that I can be more faithful to Jesus. So again, to me, the end goal is faithfulness to Jesus. So my end goal is not improving my station in life. The master serves the purpose of a faithfulness to Jesus. Is that actually
1: true? And and I mean, mean, not to like, not to like call you out on that, but I don't know if I actually believe that. What do you mean? Like, why Why wouldn't you? Like, I believe it on a hypothetical level, but if if we're – if this is an awareness test, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, then do we and, – and typically – I mean, I like, sociologically, we look at tests like this, and everyone, as you already mentioned earlier, t- tends to put the best spin on it. You know what I mean? It tends to give themselves more credit than they're due. Like, that sounds like such a good answer that you just gave that I just almost don't believe it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I – yeah. They, in any answer we're going to offer to make ourselves sound better, we are actually going to undergird those with lies that we've maybe convinced ourselves of, or not, not lies as in like an intentional false truth, but um, an underlying factor that, you know, or an underlying belief that we, we're just going to kind of like or, you know, hide in order to posit the best construction on it. I mean, I may just be more pious than you, but that uh, is true. But you know what I mean? Because, like, okay, so, so the entire, and like I said, this has nothing to do with you, but with the question itself. So, your entire goal for desiring another degree is to be a better disciple.
0: Yes. But that's, but that's one single facet of your being. It's a fast way of my being, absolutely. I mean, you and I were just sitting in our living room talking about our kids' school and things like that. Yep. We desire for our kids to be in a certain school, Yeah. which is an upgrade from this. Yep. You can't tell me that if you're driving a crappy car that you don't want a slightly better car, a more yep. reliable car. Yep. That if you but, live in a mud hut, you wouldn't love to live in a hut made of tin or wood. But what I'm saying is that... Uh, but actually mud so huts
1: are so... made of wood and then covered in mud. Shut up, Josh. Yeah, yeah seriously. So... <laughs> so... Actually, I've been
2: doing it. Elite isn't aware. <sighs> okay. But for for the rest of us in America, uh, <laughs> eating pickle dip. The dude, here's the thing. Like, you know, we talked about our kids, like for me and, and their schooling. Again, that, that gets back to goal. Like it's not so much about station in life. My goal in life is to be faithful to Jesus. And so that means I'm going to raise my child faithfully. And what's, so then to me, the question comes back to what's the most faithful way I can raise him. And the most faithful way, and that's where the question of schooling comes in. Where I say, is the most faithful way I raise him is to put him in, in a public school and, and help him learn how to discern in a world that maybe doesn't agree with the same values he has. Or is the most faithful way for me to raise him is to put him in a, a Christian school and help him get formed into a disciple of Jesus through biblical teaching day in and day out.
0: Mm-hmm. You
2: know what I'm saying? So, but the end goal is still the same. The end goal is still discipleship and faithfulness to Jesus. And so that to me is why I would say we all have different goals. I mean not all which, of us, but you know, I think if you're a Christian, your telos is faithfulness to Jesus. Which what?
1: in and of itself is a decrease in station in life. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Man, I love reading way into questions that shouldn't be read into this much. Well, it's just because I'm here. You're welcome. It's one of my uh, it's one of my favorite things to do.
0: You're welcome. Think do, about that, listeners. Hey, do our next one. All right, here we go. Uh, human behavior worldwide should be governed by natural and universal ideas of right and wrong.
1: Absolutely not. not Cause there's no such thing.
0: Uh, no such thing as what?
1: Nope. I'm not going to say this. Say uh, Cause it. I, nope. Cause you're so excited. No, no because there I, are, because we there, agree, are Josh. there exist, there exist absolute truths of right and wrong. I disagree, but go ahead no uh what? well then you're not a christian tom <laughs> oh my gosh no, oh crap. what okay no
0: give me, give me an example no, give okay. me, ready here's Is what i was saying. always wrong
1: yes
2: well, look at that. An absolute truth of right and wrong. That wow. was pretty freaking wow, quick, Tom. Tom. Tom.
1: It's called the nat- it's called natural law. It's written it's, natural something law. That's writ- it's called fact. something it's something that's written on our hearts by God, whether we acknowledge it or not, as it's having its origin in him. Is
0: is letting someone burn in a building
1: when you could help them always wrong? Now you're delving into existentialism. See, which Gabe is gonna which I Gabe gave is gonna you love. You
0: already said yes.
1: No, no. You but two. that's what
0: I believe, but someone Stop else it.
1: might not. You... No, read the question again, and I'm going to go to my original answer before I delved oh, into gosh. this. So Human
0: behavior natural. worldwide should be governed by natural and universal ideas of right and wrong.
1: Strongly disagree because universal ideas of right and wrong operate under socially constructed contexts.
2: Sure. Did you learn that at Sarah Lawrence College or um...
1: – Oh, Really? I'm not, oh, my gosh. Here we go. This is – we are just spiraling out of control.
2: No, I'm J.K. Rowling. Um, I actually – agree. I, I, I disagree with that statement too, but not because I don't think universal right and wrongs exist because they clearly do. I just proved that. I just proved that.
1: You b- proved it between me and you. And me. I agree with Gabe. No, you said – okay, so we all
2: agree. Yeah, universally for every human being everywhere, Mm -hmm.
0: rape is always wrong. I believe that you believe that Josh believes that what I'm
2: saying is at a fundamental level in the same way, like you can not believe in gravity and jump off a bridge. You're going to die. It doesn't matter what you believe about it. The law remains the same. My point is the law that rape is always wrong remains the same regardless of what you believe about it. So it's a universal truth.
0: Regardless of your belief, there are okay, but there are people who believe that women are not equal to men. Sure, and they're wrong, factually wrong. But they believe that they are factually right. I don't care. They're but, factually wrong. You can <laughs> believe the earth is
1: flat. There's people that <laughs> believe the right. earth is flat. Hey, hey, They're tread carefully. Factually wrong. Tread, tread carefully. I, I happen to agree with Kyrie on this one. I'm, oh, pretty, I'm pretty sure the world is flat. Good lord. I will sail off the edge of the ocean one day.
2: Mm.
1: Me and Kyrie. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you probably got a sweet yacht. because that we someone
2: world disagrees world. with the facts of the universe does not change the facts of the universe. Yeah, but, but those but, are only
1: facts of the universe based on your understanding of the facts or your, your conviction of the facts. No, I get that when we get I to agree my issue. Yeah, no, I'm just saying I agree with you, but like. Yeah, so,
0: when you get your social constructs, that's what that's where we start. That's where we start. Because but, okay, wait. What I'm there, saying is
1: though there no, is Gabe, an
0: undergirding truth behind all of that.
1: There has to. Let me ask. Let me ask an interesting question. Um, so, and who, who who is the truth based on, though? Like, wh-
2: which truth? What I want to answer that, but Josh, does yeah. your question well, speak to, to this well, too? Well, to
1: go to your absolutely like aggressive. I'm getting <laughs> question, aggressive. Question of whether rape is universally right or wrong. I mean, of and all the honestly, things- and by the way,
2: I'm sorry if that offends any listeners. I'm using that because I I think it, it is very provocative, but.
1: It is so good. So good I luck
2: disagreeing yes, with that. Yes, good no, luck disagreeing no, with that.
1: No, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. Yet at the same time, to speak to, I think what Tom is getting at is so if you look at um the the culture of combat and war, like yeah. in almost every generation of like fighting and conflict between, especially between nations, yeah, it is sort of this like tacit truth that one of your spoils of war is like, you get to somehow like, like rape women, you know what I mean? Of you just come in contact with sure. women of the other country. And as, as a demonstration of dominance and military control, you just like rape women, women you right. know what I mean? Exactly. And so like, so like for, so, so hmm. my, my interesting question is this. um And I don't know if, if any of us can actually provide the answer, but it would probably say, or, and in those, in, in the historical, you know, context of these cultures they would probably say just like walking down the street or in a home or whatever rape is wrong right universally yep. yet they're able to justify it as appropriate acceptable right privilege whatever word you want to use within a specific context of say yeah that or military victory or something like that you know what i mean so it's like yep. so the the question for just, me was just take makes, it to a... go ahead tom
0: Well, I mean, you can just take it to what we're seeing in our country. Trump gets elected and all of a sudden it gives everybody tacit approval to be super racist. My brother had someone in his classroom turn to the person next to him who happened to be Latino and said, why are you still here? Haven't you been deported yet? For some reason, on the Wednesday after Trump got elected, he felt that now it was okay to say racist things.
1: So the question is, with both of those situations, is... uh, the can there be a belief in a universal truth of or morality of right and wrong yet not actually operate under those universal truths or provide uh situations in which they can be sort of set aside temporarily
2: so here's the deal this is this is this was what the question was um human behavior worldwide should be governed by natural and universal ideas of right and wrong. You're saying no, it should not be governed by no, natural. I'm,
1: no, I'm saying the key for me is the should be. Yep. They should be, you say should be is a judgment statement in and of itself. Yep. That's all I'm S- saying. So because again, there are going to be some who make those judgment calls societally or governmentally or individually even if they disagree, even if they whether they agree or disagree with the premise in the first place,
2: yes. And so, and, and here, what's funny is I think we are maybe landing in a similar place here. And, and what I'm saying is, I certainly don't think this side of eternity that these, you know, that all these different cultures, all these different worlds, and their different perspectives on morality and dah, 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 that it all should just be inherently enforced that doesn't make sense to me. I don't think that could happen this side of eternity.
1: Well, because no matter what the world's religion is, they all come with a set right. of, of code or ethics and they're right. never able to be followed through on.
2: Like all three of us are Lutheran. Even if everyone in the world was Lutheran, guess what? It ain't going to happen.
0: Yeah,
1: right. Undermine and our so, own
2: absolute truth of right. morality. Exactly. 100%. But the question is like, I, I guess in my head, maybe I'm reading that should as like a, in an ideal like in the eschaton guess what we're all going to live according to God's truth there's yeah, no way but that's not that.
1: asking about the eschaton it's saying should the world
2: i know but i guess my beef was you both said no because there isn't a universal and i'm saying
1: no, no. i never said that. I, my very you first did. words out of my mouth you no did. i the very first words out of my mouth we we'll, we'll go back and listen to this oh, and, we it, will. and it is i believe that there are i i said I believe that they are absolute uh, right and wrong. Be, it's called natural law. I, I said, "Yeah." That. No, you didn't. Yes, I asked Tom, Tom. Tom, did I not? Did Josh make fun ever of say you? natural law? I don't know. I've had a cold. Oh my of gosh! Mules. Can we rewind this? Someone, but someone rewind this.
0: Let Let's look at this though. To me, there's a difference between natural law and universal ideas of right and wrong, because there. Uh, I'll maybe go with you on natural laws, but not on universal ideas of right and
1: wrong. No, Tom, natural law is a theological term which refers to universal morality given to creation by God.
0: Well, not according to this test, because this test doesn't bring in religion to any of it.
1: Well, Which is a
0: dumb test.
2: That is stupid, because...
0: that, that was my number one question when I took this, is when you have a large majority of the earth's population who subscribe to some sort of religion. Whether it be Christianity or or Islam or
1: Buddhism, Buddhism, or, Buddhism or Judaism or whatever. Or, yeah.
0: You subscribe to some sort of religious law, which does then inform your natural and your universal ideas of right and wrong. But I this test is is now, designed to take is,
2: some of that out. See, actually, you use two different words, is you said natural and universal. And and so well, that's what it said here. I'm well. And it's trying to use those terms interchangeably. Wait, which, which I don't think is right. But Which they can be in the right context. But so, so to me, this is really just asking this question. Is it saying, is there a universal law? Is there natural law written on the hearts of every human being? Strongly agree. Strongly agree. Should we be governed by that natural
1: law? Theoretically, eschatologically, strongly agree.
2: See, and I agree with you there. Mm-hmm. This side of eternity, should we be governed by that? should we yeah okay can we can we no yeah same here right okay see we're on the exact same page Josh. totally next question
0: next question next question alright there would be fewer problems in the world if culturally different groups kept to
1: themselves Oh, what the f- who wrote this test Donald Trump Strong, strongly disagree that is strongly antithetical. disagree, man that is antithetical to everything really yes
0: there would be less th- wait hold on <laughs> there would be fewer problems with the wor- in the world if culturally different groups kept to themselves
1: let's just pull this down into a microcosm of the church for those who say they're lutheran those who say they're catholic those who say they're baptist evangelical anglican greek orthodox whatever if they were to say it would be there would be no basically like no fighting if we were all the same
0: no, no, it's not saying there would be no fighting. There would just be
1: fewer, fewer fights. And I think, okay, there would be fewer fights. Anyone who's ever existed in a church body understands that there are more fights within a homogenous, like, yeah, cultural, you know, un- uh, understanding or approach than or theological, whatever you want to say, or religious, however you want to say it, than there is when mul- when there's a multicultural or diverse group of people coming together. Yep. Now
2: I agree, man. I I think. That's nonsense. And, and I mean, and honestly, we look at, and you look at the idea of kind of like the, the separate, but equal, separate, but equal is never equal. It just isn't. And so, so if we say, well, Hey, your cultural group stays over there. This cultural group stays over here. This cultural group stays over here. It it's, it's never going to be good. It's, it's never going to be less conflict. It's going to be more.
0: I get, I guess what I see is just different conflict. Okay. I mean, you you can't. uh, Your point of the of different church bodies, sure. Within the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod, yeah, we have all sorts of different conflicts and and arguments and things like that. Well, we have just as many conflicts and arguments with the Catholic Church. We have just just as many conflicts and arguments with the Muslim uh, faith. And so it's just to me, it's just different. So I disagree with the statement that there would be fewer problems. I just think they're different problems.
1: Yep. All right. That's probably fair.
0: Because people are people. Yeah. And I think we all agree that sin is in this world and that's what causes the conflicts. So. Yep. All right. Despite some cultural differences, it is more important to recognize that people are all alike in their humanity.
1: Yeah. Broken, sinful, and screwed up. (laughs) With a propensity to create conflict.
2: Well, and conversely, Josh, I would say made in the image of God, fearfully and wonderfully made.
1: Hey, it's a long gospel, baby.
2: That's right. All All
1: right. so That was Latin, Tom, by the way, in case you didn't catch that. Oh, thank you so much. No problem. I'm really culturally aware when it comes to Latin phraseology.
2: Josh, when you just insulted Tom, I actually got to see him get hurt in flesh and blood. No, so, oh, I know. Tom. So often we have to do it through the screen, but this yeah. time I actually
1: got to see it. No, in, hey, in the digital age, those things are toned down. But apparently, in real life, we we do hurt Tom. So Tom, uh, I repent. I'm sorry. Forgive me.
0: I'm, I'm not. I'm surprised that this close, he didn't see the epic eye roll. And so.
2: Oh, I saw that too, but I knew oh, that was geez. just a defense mechanism. Uh,
1: my, my confession is lingering. It's hanging. He, we heard,
2: you, he actually he needs you to forgive him. That's sort of
1: biblical. He won't sleep. It's important. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll see by the end of this program. Well, <clears throat> Wow. I am caught in a state of pine glass preacher purgatory. Josh, I'll absolve you if he doesn't. Okay, thank you. <laughs> actually, you're, the, you're the only one. You're the one with the office of the keys. So I, I got the <laughs> office on
0: me. <laughs> All right. Let's just take this, though, out of... You just answered that question in an incredibly theological way. Yeah. Let's take the theology out of it. Does your answer stay the same?
2: I. That's an impossible. Yes.
0: That's, that question
2: doesn't exist. I will know. I mean, honestly, though, Tom, because like, I,
0: and, and I'm, I'm not. Ju- I'm just asking.
2: And I know, and I know both Josh and I answered it using theological language, but. I, I fundamentally cannot answer that. Like our humanity is bound in our theology. Our humanity is bound in the God who made us. And so I can't detach that from that question because any other answer we to have, that is BS unless it's bound to But we have creator. listeners
0: who don't necessarily believe that.
2: I agree. and 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 so I would challenge but, them and yeah, I'd say, but, yeah. why do you think cultural differences are so... Uh, it's important to recognize our common humanity. Why do you think that's so important? Yeah, but if even we're if it, not all made in the image of God,
1: yeah. well, and if it's not found theologically, it's found philosophically, you know what I mean, or anthropologically. How, how's it I found mean, philosophically, though? That's my thing. I'm just saying, honest. like, okay, okay. I should so, know how we answer it other than well, theologically. Okay, so I would say that one way is like the Hegelian dialect, you know what I'm saying? That man has his propensity to, to, well, I mean, for upward mobility, to you know, move forward, to make you mean progress. improving one's
0: stations in life, yeah, and stuff, yeah, and I stuff
1: know. like that. You know, what I mean, and so philosophically, <laughs> like all of humanity would be, which, okay, ignore the fact that that I clearly have some theological underpinnings to this, but I'm trying to remove them right now. <laughs> there, I I think there is a universal. Uh, human belief in the propensity of upward mobility and growth and progress, even if I don't actually buy into it. Many, if not all, in one way, shape, or form justify that through various philosophical frameworks introduced in the alignment or even before. Yeah. So While I agree with you, Gabe, I think that would not sit would rise it as a a theological lens or a theological question. I think many people would frame it perhaps as a philosophical or a sociological one.
2: So, well, let me ask this. Like outside of the realm of theology, okay, so outside of something outside of ourselves – yeah, outside of something outside of ourselves giving us value – where does then a common humanity come from because that's what this is driving towards right it's saying we have a common humanity if we don't have something outside of ourselves giving us a common humanity where does that come from why can't my tribe just be better than yours
1: well because i think some people would say that there is no inherent value in humanity that if we all uh evolved and I don't mean that as a trigger word or pejoratively but if we all evolved from the same primordial goop and um who is it it's not um it's not Stephen Hawking uh oh who's i just hearing there's like a fairly prominent scientist you know scientist right now who basically says that like humanity has no inherent value
2: right Stephen Jay Gould talks about this
1: yeah Gould talks about it that's true uh it wasn't him that i was thinking of but i just heard it maybe i was watching that you know that uh, that show mars it's like maybe Neil Tyson Degrassi or whatever dude's yeah. name is. Maybe someone, but it basically said that like, there are some who who think that humanity has no inherent value. And yep. so they would completely disagree with you because you guys would be speaking on different, you and know. That's,
2: exactly. And that's my point is to say, and that's, and see, but that's what Nietzsche says, right? So Nietzsche, he lands where, whoever this was, let's say it's Neil DeGrasse Tyson. We'll, we'll, we'll assign it to him. Uh, if, if he decides to say humanity has no inherent value, then then Nietzsche is right. And Nietzsche says, then it comes down to the Ubermensch. Then it comes down to. Okay. And
1: and who was Nietzsche? A philosopher. What's your point? So what I'm saying is you were trying to say that everything is theology. But what I said was that people find meaning and or value in philosophy or via philosophy.
2: Yeah. My point is honest philosophy leads to the end of meaning apart from theology.
1: Like it's, Nietzsche no, will cut like, anyone exist, down. Exist, like nihilism exist, exist, wins every yeah. time. You never okay. So if you go way back to like Aristotle and Plato, I don't yeah. recall them ever arguing that the end of philosophy is an end of is like a lack of meaning or the end of meaning.
2: I didn't say there's the end of philosophy. You can philosophize about all end sorts end of philosophy. things. No, Tell me anything that Aristotle ever said about meaning. He doesn't say anything about meaning. Tell me anything Plato ever said about meaning. He said about a thing. I mean. They of course and they were actually did de- I mean they, yes, he did. No, they Plato,
1: no, Plato No Plato no Plato's the whole allegory of the cave is all about meaning
2: No the whole allegory of the cave about what is what reality is which is meaning Yeah, In a sense but not not in the meaning word where the way we're talking about and in fact let's let's get back to the point here though the point here is that uh let me let me read the statement to you again it's despite some cultural differences it is more important to recognize that people are all alike in their humanity as a christian i I I strongly agree yeah me too because of the imago day but take aristotle for example aristotle would say aristotle would say despite some cultural differences Uh, people are not all alike in their humanity. There are people who are better and there are people who are worse. There are the cultural elites and there are those who are not the cultural elites. Like Aristotle, literally, we have a term for it. It's called the aristocracy. He believed that people were inherently better based on their status in life. And my point is this, this is what Nietzsche would say too. Nietzsche was also believed in aristocracy for that matter. But, But he would say, listen, let's you're right. You know, we don't have meaning. The Imago days BS. We all just came here from the same primordial goop. And so you know what? Let's let the elites run the
1: day. They yeah, matter most. That,
2: Their culture wins. The okay, Ubermench
1: that, wins. Okay, great. That's Nietzsche and and Aristotle. That's not Marx. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, and and they're I mean, better Marx than Marx. Say, no, but see, Marx would say that meaning come is is explicitly derived from society, from sociological equity. I mean, I don't buy into it, but I'm just saying that meaning and value are derived not from the elites, not from an attitude of better or worse or greater or lesser or more, you know, like however many different categorizations you want to say, but that actual meaning is derived when a community uh, coalesces.
2: See, but I don't, I, I'm going to call That's you out He doesn't saying. talk about that at all, man. That's the question I've always wanted to ask Marx. Hey, Marx, if there's no God, if there's well, no unfortunately, truth. Unfortunately, you're never going to get to ask him I that. know. I know. But if there's no truth outside of ourselves, buddy, why, why should I care if the bourgeoisie are in charge?
1: Because if, he says the truth, because the truth outside of yourself isn't an existential question. The truth outside of yourself is rooted and derived from the community in which you are in. That, so, it's not, not from outside of yourself in the sense of the bourgeoisie are determining.
2: But it's from outside of yourself in terms of the community you're a part of.
1: Which, if you're not, which, if the community, which then, if it's not in the community, then it's non existent. But then
2: why should I, as an individual, care?
1: Because it then, because al- basically, if you're alone, you're alone, and there is no value outside of yourself. But if you are an individual who finds themselves in a community, then you have then found meaning.
2: But it's not really meaning, right? It's just a social construct. It's but, what we've made up as a community. But, that's, but,
1: yeah, but see, that's that's meaning for them. But, right, which I that would say...
2: Is, and, I mean, all this drives back to my point, though, is to say, okay, that's meaning for them. That's kind of a stupid reason for meaning. Yeah, well, everyone else around here likes this. I guess I'll like it, too. That's a really that's, dumb way to live your life. That's,
1: that's how... That's how like all of humanity does that. You know what I'm I saying? I know like, cuz they're idiots. Like let's just let's just, let's take this old school, okay? And okay. I and I'm going to completely risk offense here. Uh when you and me, not so much Tom cuz he was older, but when you and I <laughs> when we were coming up through high school, okay? Gabe, you remember the goth kids?
2: I was a goth. who were
1: kid. you were like a well, you were like I was really a guy. You, you were an ICP juggalo. No, 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 no. I wasn't. Okay, that. I wasn't that. All okay, right. Okay. So we we look at the the various groups that we associate with, right? And that's what determined our meaning. And there were some who decided that even if they didn't necessarily like buy into what they were, what group they were in, they were simply attracted to that group because it offered a sense of meaning. And I always, and this is what I'm saying. This is probably incredibly naive to say, but I always looked at like to go super goth even though they didn't actually stand for anything gothic but they were just doing it so that they could find meaning in something outside of themselves which was in this community of other kids who wanted to live on the periphery or at least convince the rest of the population in our high school that they lived on the periphery um and that they were cool with it even though secretly i think that they were just doing it because they wanted to be invited into the rest of the
2: community yeah so and i get what you're saying and i actually found a meaning I identify very What's much I identify very much with you in that actually because that's I, I've actually told this before like that that that's my whole deal like why I got into punk rock was because it gave me an excuse to say I don't play by your rules like I suck at sports I don't care I love punk rock I don't play by your rules I'm not that so great. Isn't at that school. finding meaning outside of yourself because you weren't born a punk rocker? Of course it is. My point is it's a meaning not attached to anything other than the BS I've made up in my head.
1: My point it's, is no, see, it's entirely attached to an entire community of, of punk rock.
2: Of course. And that communitys it's but it's still just a socially constructed theory. And so my point is then there's not a common humanity, then. Then there's just tribes.
1: Then it's just Gosh, tribes. If you weren't if you weren't, if if you weren't all my meaning Christian, you would be the most hardcore you. nihilist. Like if you weren't a Christian, you'd be the most hardcore nihilist who would eventually commit suicide. You do Guarantee.
2: No, that that's hundred percent true. I would be if I, no, it's I like honestly, that's very very true. I'd like, you'd be sitting. Like, like, you'd be we're sitting not joking in a around like that as preachers tonight. I would be a super nihilist, like yeah, myself. You'd be sitting in tomorrow. a wheelchair, rocking and
1: talking to yourself in a mental ward somewhere. Yes, I
2: would. That's but to me, that's how important Jesus is because otherwise, it is just made up. It is just BS. Like I, I can't it, get outside of
1: it. I think it's funny, though, because part of – but see, like I feel like you find meaning in that, which – which and yet we're both – You don't find meaning in Jesus? No, no, no. I'm just saying like I don't have the same existential crises as you do uh, yet still find the same meaning.
2: You're saying if Jesus didn't rise from the dead, you could find meaning in this world?
1: No, that's not what I'm saying at all.
2: Well, that, that to me is what it boils down to.
1: know i that's exactly where i find meaning in everything that i do and yet but i feel
2: like you're saying someone else can find true meaning in this world apart from no 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 no, no. and i don't think you can no
1: No, i'm saying i wouldn't have giant existential crises well you may not but that's that's that's
2: fine but that's just because i'm a mess mentally so yeah that's okay that's cool
0: that's sweet let's go to the next question (laughs) before gabe starts crying and just so uh just as a note so that I can make myself seem more hip and not as old, uh Josh just mentioned ICP, which is the insane clown Posse's, a quasi-rap uh punk metal duo back in the late 90s.
1: It's like a cyberseal uh, knockoff.
0: Yeah, that really, you know, gained notoriety off of their incredibly crass and uh, lyrics and just really pushing the envelope as far as what was acceptable in 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 life So moving on uh, because there are universal values cross-cultural conflicts can be resolved.
2: No
1: Hmm I would I'd say that cross-cultural things can be resolved but not because of universal values
2: What I would say there's universal <laughs> values and cross-cultural conflicts cannot be resolved
1: but my See, theory is, again, so we're,
2: we're going to we, land in the same place. Is,
1: oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, guaranteed. Oh All right. So gosh. here's oh. – here,
0: just hold on. Now, this doesn't talk about natural. This is just speaking to universal values. It's the same. I it's don't same think thing, it Tom, is. Stop it, Tom. Just It's not. Thing. It's not. We don't have universal values. We
2: do have a natural law. That's written on the heart of everyone in the universe. And I would say
0: that is, that is even (laughs) that is even pushed to its boundaries in a pro-life and pro-choice argument. No, it's not. How so? Is the fetus inside of a woman, a living person or not? Can we kill it or not? Because one person believes that you're not really killing anything. And another person believes that you are. Again,
2: What you're saying is because some people deny the natural law does not mean it doesn't exist. But
0: who's creating the natural law of uh, God? Yeah, he kind of does who's that. Who's God? That, that, that,
2: see, that's my point. That's why everything is theology.
0: Like, no, no, and I... And, and I and that's why I can't answer I agree with that.
2: untheologically.
0: I, I agree with that, but your God yep. is different than a two billion people's God. Although,
2: incidentally, that same God totally agrees that killing a baby is a bad thing. I get
0: that. I'm just saying, but there are people who don't have a God. We just talked to them over our last three episodes.
2: And they can disagree with that all they want. My point is though, it doesn't change the fact that his rules are universal. So because I believe in him, doesn't make him like my God that I've controlled him and I've constructed him. He controls me and he's constructed me. And so his rules are everybody's rules. And so whether you like it or not, that's the universal law he's laid down. So read
0: read the question again, Tom. Yeah. Because there are universal values, cross-cultural conflicts can be resolved.
2: And I would say no. There are universal values, but cross-cultural conflicts cannot be resolved based on those. Because, to your point, we live in a fallen world in which those universal values are not recognized and people are blind to them.
1: That's so funny. We, yeah, we literally did land in the same place. Uh, I knew we would. You negated, you negated the, what is it, the uh, a priori, and I negated the a posteriori or whatever there it is. There, <laughs> there it we is. go. That's more Latin for you, Tom. More, I'm just full of, la- I'm like, You're a killing Latin it tonight, teacher. bro.
0: Gosh, yes. I'm just learning so much tonight, yes. guys. If bro, anyone's bro, listening,
1: I could really use like a professorship gig somewhere, just spouting off random Latin phrases that I'm not entirely sure of their meaning.
0: And they would, they would, they would hire you in a minute if they could just find a ladder tall enough to get you off the ivory tower. All right. Um, universal moral principles provide an effective guide for behavior in other cultures. It's almost the same question in my mind.
2: It's yeah, it's very tricky. I, I don't even know how to answer that. Cause I would say I, yeah, I don't know. I, in the sense that I think Jesus provides us the ultimate universal moral principle. Is that the effective guide for all cultures? Yes, but to impose that, it depends how it depends how that's brought in. Mm-hmm. So, so to me, to, to say to impose that, no, I don't think that's good uh, because he actually would be against that. Um, so, but to invite people into that and for them to live into that reality, that would be the best thing for all uh, cultures everywhere.
1: Define define imposition. In in what you're saying.
2: Um, no, that's actually a good point because I certainly because, love like, international missions. Um,
1: no, no, no. What I'm saying is because like Jesus, in the in the statement he makes, "I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one gets to the Father except for me." Actually, imposes that universal truth upon everything.
2: Oh yeah, he does. Um, I would say, I would say this that as his people though, are. Well, and as he operated too, but as his people in particular, our posture is always one of service, never one of imposition.
1: Okay, what about the first sermons in acts that you hear where like specifically Peter calls out uh, entire cultures, namely the Jewish culture, to say in a very accusatory tones, you did this, you did this, you did this, but he did it.
2: Well, again, let's recognize they actually did it.
1: Uh well, no, that, that's true. <laughs> but what I'm saying is like it was it was very like, and I'm gonna make up a word, I think, impositionary, in the sense that in the same absolutist way that Jesus said on the way, the truth, and life, his his followers and his earliest disciples were that's what they were publicly proclaiming, is that like this is the guy.
2: Yeah. No, for so sure. And believe and I, it or not, kind of thing. No, and that's true.
1: I'm asking you to define impose because if you're talking yeah. like by force you know spanish inquisition kind of stuff we're right. like we're literally going to torture you and kill you unless you believe and like but if we're talking like rhetorically then actually jesus was kind of like all about okay and you're
2: right i i and i would agree with you there so yeah if i had defined post i mean political uh coercion or or literally physical force oh sure okay. um but in terms of persuasive talk in terms of speaking the law and the words of God to people you no, then I guess then in that sense then yeah no that would be the best thing ever for the world is to have that
1: imposed on them how is it that we just continue to land in the same spot very weird Uh, it's so strange super weird Maybe well, it's our cultural some, differences. There, there must be some like universal problem. universal code moments. that underlies our cultural differences that allows us to land on the same spot every single time.
0: All right, when we come back, we're going to find out if we actually do land in the same place and whether we're racist, whether we're culturally aware. We'll see. So, hang on. We'll be right back. <laughs>
2: back from the break there. Uh, So, man, it was a good discussion for all of us, but uh, you know, uh, where do we land, Tom? I mean, as as you did this with your organization, Second Harvest, I assume you guys experienced some some pretty insightful responses. Uh, Did how we talk, you you land on
0: anything on us? (laughs) Well, I think the discussion that we had tonight was probably a little more involved, a little more theological. Uh, But when Second Harvest did this, we had about 20 different people in leadership levels who took this. And while we aren't as racially diverse as probably we would like to, I mean, we do have some people who would fall into that category. Uh, We had a good mix between male and female. We had a lot of people who came from different parts of the country. We have a lot of people who spent significant amounts of time in different countries living over there for multiple years. Uh, People who have lived in different parts of the country in – in very different parts of a city or a state or a part of the country that, that they weren't used to. We all landed right in the middle. We all thought that we were a little bit more culturally aware than what we really were. We all kind of thought we were sevens. We all landed right around that four to five range. And so I'm willing to bet that most people fall into that range because we all grow up. We our worldview is shaped by the culture that we that we grew up in. And even though we have many other experiences with different cultures, we, we are still tethered in some way back to that, to the thing that we grew up with and that does shape our worldview. And so from that point on, we, as long as we are, you know, the test would say, as long as we are aware of other differences and we continue to keep it in, in top of mind that we start making progress Progress forward in this, so that we can become better citizens in our community, better leaders in our in our workplace, uh, better friends to all. However, you want to say that. Cool. Awesome. Awesome. Well,
2: thanks, Tom. So, if folks wanted to uh, do this, if they wanted to take the Intercultural Development Inventory, uh, where would they do that?
0: Well, you can go to uh, idiinventory.com. Idiinventory.com. You can get a little bit more information about what this test is all about. Uh, there might even be some resources that you can read, uh, all that kind of stuff. Awesome! And if you want to check out some more
2: stuff with us, just a quick reminder: you can find uh, me at X Church Leander. You can find Josh at Bridge City Community in Chattanooga, Tennessee. <laughs> so I stumbled there. Uh, you can find Josh or Tom at Second Harvest in Minneapolis here. Uh, but uh, it's been awesome to be with y'all. Please check us out on our Facebook page, on our Instagram account, on our Twitter. Please check out the Gospel Economists, our partners in this crazy game that we're a part of. Thanks for being a part of this podcast today. Stop.